You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the program. Hour number two is underway. Make sure you're grabbing the podcasts available for every one of our programs, whether it's The Big Show in the Morning with Russick and Rose. My name is Matt Rose, Russick away, but we got Patty Dumas hanging out, Alex Brody in the other room, or maybe it's Hockey Central 960 with Haley Salvian. Maybe it's Sports Did Today with Logan Gordon. Maybe it's a Hockey PDO cast with Dimitri. Or maybe it's one of the many programs hosted by our man, Pat Steinberg. The Flames talk with Pat Steinberg starts at 3 o'clock. He'll have your Flames warm up at 5. We'll have the Wild and Flames early puck drop 6 o'clock tonight with Military Appreciation Night. The Pat Steinberg Telethon getting going at uh, 3 o'clock today. What's it in support of? Uh, today, the Pat Steinberg Telethon is in support of gophers. Just gophers. Just gophers. All right. Just supporting gophers. So Love a good gopher. Um, especially in the winter because they get cold under the ground. Oh, so, yeah. 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 Um, we've been asking you on the text line, and in our next segment, we're going to give away some Metallica tickets to whoever has um, the best story they can share from their childhood that was embarrassing but made them a better person after this happened in <laughs> Ottawa yesterday. It's important to note that she brought it home real strong and the oh, crowd yeah. cheered her on and it was really great. It, it, job, it was Ottawa. a good moment. So we've gotten a few texts. We'll read a few in our very next segment. But right now, we go down the Alice Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline to talk to our friend Sam Cosentino. Hi, Sammy. How are you? Yeah, doing well. What's going on over there? Living the dream, uh, enjoying some hockey. Weather's supposed to get a little bit better today, so things are going good. Um, Wanted to ask, your thoughts on the Calgary Flames of late? As they're set to play Game 5 of this five-game homestand, they've won three out of the four games, the one loss being a game where... Perhaps they outplayed the Canadiens, but Jake Allen was the better netminder. What yeah. have you made of the Flames recently? Yeah, they're kind of playing more to the standard that I thought uh, that they should be playing at for most of the year, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I just had a hard time going back to that seven-game losing streak, how a team that that's that deep with the kind of goaltending we saw last year could lose seven straight. Now, having said all that, obviously Markstrom is in the, is in the doldrums right now, but... Uh, I think the comfort in having Vladar, especially going back to last year when, you know, one of a few teams that just used two goalies the whole year. And I think the team finds a lot of comfort in that, knowing that, oh, yeah, we know this guy really well. He's not someone who's, you know, a a, a 4A guy, if you will, who's up and down from the American League all the time, or it's not some young kid or some signee. It's somebody that we're very familiar with and comfortable with. And uh, you know what? Vladar's done a, a really nice job just kind of holding the fort until Markstrom can find his game. It's been interesting to watch how not only the goaltenders are kind of settling in, but across the forward groups, you kind of look at, at guys fitting into place. Nazem Kadri's looking a lot more comfortable with Mangiapane and Dubé. you got Huberto starting to look a little bit more like the, the dynamic player he was in the first couple games of the season. Uyghur and Tanev have started to come along. We're seeing that progression and does that surprise you that it's right around this point of the year where those guys who are new to the team are starting to show some of their best hockey all season long yeah that's that's just it and you know the guys new to the team it's one thing you're coming to a new city new place to live places to eat you know you're trying to 
uh, find new new friendships or people to, to hang out with. So you have that off-ice adjustment. But the on-ice adjustment is, is really, it's threefold. It's, it's the players themselves that are coming in new to the team. It's those who were on the team previously accepting and trying to figure out, uh, you know, what the best fit is for those players. And then it's the coaching staff to try and find this new mix and, uh, you know, distribute it or disperse it in a way in which it's most effective for the team. And that, that doesn't happen overnight, regardless of how long Hubert O'Weager and, and Kadri have been in the league. It just doesn't happen that quickly. So, you know, there was going to be a, a period, to be honest with you, I thought because of the, the ages of, of those players that it might not take this long. Uh, but you just never know. And you have a coach that's won two cups who, who's into tinkering a little bit um, and, and is looking for his best combinations and is looking really close to, to finding that. I mean, you know, you, you talk about Dubé and, and, and Kadri and Manjapani and, you know, Dubé's having, having a great year. And he's a guy who's really started to, to play this style of game that I think uh, was in and out at times last year under, under Daryl Sutter, but it looks like he's really found his role. And, I go back to his days in junior, and I thought he'd be the perfect fit for, for a Daryl Sutter type guy. He's got a little bit of grease to him. He plays hard. He plays with a little bit of heaviness despite his size, yet he still has skill that he can, that he can hurt you. So nice to see him doing well. But, uh, you know, getting back to the original question, it just takes time. Sometimes it takes longer than, than those of us who are in the game and, and fans would like it to. Seb, so what have you made of the uh, Flames' opponent tonight, the Minnesota Wild? Kirill Kaprizov coming in with a 12-game point streak. That's a franchise record. He's got goals in six straight as well. They're coming off a big shootout win against Dallas. Uh, they're beat up down the middle. They don't really have a center. They got Sam Steele as the number one right now. But uh, they're hanging in there. What have you made of the Minnesota Wild through the first couple months of the year here? Well, I watched them pretty closely the other day, and you know, I, I really love what they have in their, in their bottom six. I mean, they look at the... The Greenway line with Felino, it's got some beef to it and some heaviness. And then, you know, he's done the kind of a brilliant thing there with Ryan Reeves between two younger guys and Mason Shaw and, and Connor Dewar. And, and those guys have been actually really, really effective. Um, and, you know, for Shaw, it's been a long time coming. People in your listening area will remember him from his Medicine Hat Tigers days. And, and Connor Dewar, uh, you know, represented Canada before at the World Junior levels, a really good player in Everett. Uh, but it's nice to see those guys put with kind of the policeman, if you will, in in, uh, in Reeves to kind of settle things yeah. down. And maybe one of the most underappreciated guys in the league is, is Joel Erickson Eck. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of things really well. He wins draws. He's improved at that part of his game. He's a pain to play against. He's got good net front presence. He's a guy that I've really started to have an appreciation for this year. And then you look at their goaltending, and it's been it's been just fine. Um, has it been outstanding? No, but it's been good enough to be able to put them in a position to, to kind of get back in the race there with this recent run. But uh, I like their team. I like their depth. Uh, and they're going to give Calgary uh, everything it can handle tonight. We'll stay in the Central Division. Uh, looking up at the top there, the, the Winnipeg Jets just one point back of the Dallas Stars. Big 5-2 win last night against Florida. Connor Hellebuck uh, shaking off whatever bugged him last year. He's entering that, uh, he's getting to that Vesna form again. But what have you made of the Jets' play of late? I know Rick Bonus uh, wasn't happy, obviously, with their game on Friday against Columbus, and then again their start on Sunday against Anaheim. But, uh, Sammy, what have you made of the, the Jets so far, uh, uh, especially with the same group, new coach? Well, I think, you know, Paul Maurice coming in was probably a little bit of, a, of an igniter oh, yeah. to get them going. It didn't take them long yesterday to, to get things fired up, and, 
of course, Paul's such a such a wonderful man, a heartfelt man, and you know he knew it was time, and and you know obviously the uh, the club agreed with that uh, decision for him to step down, and you know just in retrospect, him talking about maybe he should have done it in the summer, which is probably the right thing to do, but mm-hmm. you know it's a hard thing to to also uh, navigate around. But you know I, when I look at the Winnipeg Jets, and and I followed them pretty closely uh, last year in particular, I was doing a bunch of their games. Yeah. This year, not as many, but. But Kyle Connor, it's nice to see him kind of get back to his sniping ways. He had a couple last night. Shifley looks like a revitalized type of player. Wheeler looks like he's playing without the the gravitas of, of the captain and hearing things about his room uh, all the time. Josh Morrissey's taking his game to a new level. Um, and so, you know, they, they have depth. But at the end of the day, if you go back and you uncover everything, Obviously, Hellebuck is at the base of their success so far this year. And I think there's been a lot of games where it's been Hellebuck and get a couple of goals and put on the ski mask and get out of there. Um, and I think that's starting to turn now where you're starting to see more of a, uh, of a team effort. Now, I think the one thing that we, we forget sometimes is a lot of this has been done without Nikolai Ehlers, yep. who is an elite, dynamic, offensive player. And he hasn't been there for most of the year. So that's uh, kudos to the, the depth of their club, to what Kevin Sheveldayoff has brought, and also to the coaching of Rick Bonus. And I think you mentioned Ehlers there, and a guy that's uh, likely taking his spot right now, and you'd know him well from his junior days. Uh, that's Cole Perfetti. He's at 16 points, maybe flying under the radar when it comes to some Calder Trophy love. But how does Cole Perfetti uh, look to you? I, I find him he's, he's fitting in well with uh, playing along – Played with Dubois and Wheeler, I believe, uh, at some points. But uh, Cole Perfetti thought. Well, it's just taken a while. Like, Cole had a lot of fits and starts. You know, between COVID, between going back and forth to Manitoba, between the injury he suffered last year when he was just starting to get on track, he's now found his health after a, a good summer of recuperating and getting ready for this year. And now he's doing the things um, that he was able to do in junior when he when he played in Saginaw. And, you know, I, it's funny. I was texting with an assistant NHL coach uh, the other day, and I'm like, here's guys that I think are doing in the National Hockey League what they did in junior. And I think that's so hard to do mm-hmm. because you're taking that, that level up, right? So, okay, McDavid, McKinnon, I look at Mitch Marner doing those things, Jason Robertson uh, doing all the things they did in junior – and now I can say that about Cole Perfetti. He's starting to do the things in Winnipeg that he did in junior. He stops, he pulls up, his options either A, already assessed, or he can process them on the fly. And when you're playing with him, you better have your stick down and be ready because he'll, pat, he'll get it to you. He'll get it to you even unexpectedly through sticks, through legs. He'll get it to you with some pace. So you got to be ready. And the fact that he's playing with highly skilled guys speaks to the 16 assists that he has so far this year. Um, but he's really, really starting to round into form and look like the guy he was in Saginaw. Stick with uh, some Canadians. We'll go west to uh, to Vancouver. Uh, obviously, they had the, the crazy game there on Saturday. Uh, Brock Besser, the, the healthy scratch, then wasn't the healthy scratch because of uh, an injury to Dakota Joshua. Uh, then they play that wild game against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, now you hear, the obviously, the Besser rumors aren't going away. But what have you made with uh, with Vancouver of late? It's a circus over there. Yeah. It, it, it's a complete circus. And honestly, like for me, the circus is not really going to change because you have a president who, quite frankly, is not endeared with the coach. Mm-hmm. You have a coach who's actually coaxing his guys through a lot of BS 
to put them in the hunt to continue to sniff. Yeah. And I think if they're in a situation where they were dead last looking up, um, then you're thinking, all right, Connor Bedard, let's rock and roll. No problem. We'll keep things status quo. Or now we have reason to actually get rid of the coach. Well, none of those things have really happened. So they have Bo Horvat unsigned. He's having a career year. You have JT Miller, who signed long-term, yet it doesn't kick in until next year, so he's a guy you can still move if you can find someone to take the money. Then you have Brock Besser at three years, who's a guy who really has been no different in his career. I mean, he scores goals and he has warts. That's just going to be the reality of his game. So if you can accept the goal scoring along with the warts, then you're going to be happy with Brock Besser. Uh, but overall, no Thatcher Demko. At some point, they're going to take, I think, a significant dive because I just don't see how they're going to be able to do it with that goaltending. I mean, yeah, they get into the Montreal game. Like, that's just a circus. The yeah. most, one of the most entertaining things you've seen in ages, right? For sure. Um, but you can't play those games every night. No. <laughs> and I Not think anymore. The kind of go- <laughs> and I love Spencer Martin as a number two. I don't know if I love him as a number yeah. one for an extended period of time. Sammy, uh, Sam Cosentino, sports analyst and uh, columnist, joining us here on Sports at 960 Big Show in the morning. Uh, how about Shane Wright getting his first NHL goal against the Habs after the stare down on draft day? Couldn't have written that any better, hey? Yeah, pretty good, Sally, and it's weird how that works out. He goes down, <laughs> he, he plays well in Coachella, and then comes back up, and I think it was a season high, 11-20, if I'm not mistaken. Had a goal, a couple shots on goal. The first period might have been able to score two or three, actually, uh, but uh, but obviously didn't do it. And then, you know, silently Slavkovsky earns an assist in what is a Montreal win. So I guess the Habs are, are still getting the laugh last, uh, last laugh at that one. But uh, I hope for Shane's case that he can continue to play. And I don't really, honestly, I don't care where it is. He just needs to play. And even at 11 minutes, yeah, I could probably deal with it. But if he goes back to the in and out of the lineup playing six minutes, uh, you know, whenever he's in, that's just not going to make the cut for me when you have a world junior team staring him right in the face. So with Wright and then Dylan Gunther in Arizona, two of the players currently in the NHL that might end up going to the world juniors that you just mentioned, and Canada announced their selection camp roster for 2023 yesterday um some surprises on it some not surprises one of the things that i'm very excited to see is adam fantilli and connor bedard perhaps on the same team 10 returnees invited and that doesn't include the two nhl players i named was there anything that maybe surprised you or stood out from the announcement of the roster for the 2023 selection camp well i haven't really done a a deep dive and as always they're leaving that door open i think even mason mctavish is available now he's not going anywhere but he is of of proper birthday to, to, to be available. So um, Gunther for me, if I'm looking at Arizona, he's sort of helping him win right now. And I don't think Arizona really wants to win. So I would probably let him go. Um, as for Shane, Wright, The same sort of thing. Is he, is he helping Seattle win right now? Well, it's his first game back last night. They lost. I would give him the opportunity to go play and try and take a, a lead role in that club. Um, but when I look at that club, yeah, I guess there was a couple of surprises, but I haven't done a, a super mm. deep dive into it. I tend to wait until we get down to the nitty-gritty. What's the team look like when it's picked? Who's released from the NHL teams? And then see where we go from there. So, um, you know, obviously they're still going to have a good entrance uh, into the tournament, and they're going to be highly, highly competitive and should probably enter the tournament as a, as a medal favorite. 
Campbell go from the 9th to the 12th, and the final 23-man roster will be named on December the 12th as well. Uh, lastly, let's just take a quick peek back at your uh, November draft rankings where it was Connor Bedard at the very top, but maybe someone that hasn't been getting uh, a ton of attention at number two out of the Swedish Hockey League. Can you tell us a little bit about Leo Carlson? Yeah, 6'3", 190 pounds, really moves well, leans a little bit more towards the um, the, the vision, the passing side, than the goal-scoring side, although that, that, that option is still a, a, a good one for him. Uh, but putting up decent point numbers in the SHL uh, at uh, first-year draft eligibility age is a really difficult thing to do. And to this point, Leo's done it. When Leo has gone back and played even under 20, they had three or four games there during the international break. He was pretty successful at two or three goals, five points in, in three games there. So he's a guy who can obviously adapt from uh, maybe a bit of a lesser role playing in the SHL to going back to, to leaning on heavy minutes uh, with the U20 team. And he's a guy you're going to get to see participate for Sweden at the World Juniors. And I think uh, he will open some eyes there. But, you know, finding big guys that skate that well is, is a difficult thing. Fantilli is another one. But getting back to Carlson, probably a player more suited to play the wing than center, so that might take a little bit of bite out of the stock. Sammy, you've uh, probably talked nauseam about Matvey Michkov, uh, but what are some some of the scouts saying about him, and uh, what are the potential risks, obviously, with uh, with the player coming from uh, St. Petersburg? Well, I think more so than ever, most of the work on Michkov would will probably be done on the on the background stuff. You know, uh, mm-hmm. is there military time that needs to be served? Is there going to be anything blocking him from exiting the country outside of the contract? Is the contract something that you can buy out of or do you even want to mess with? So for me, that probably right away limits the number of teams yeah. that would look to draft him. And, you know, Washington is always the obvious one yep. that comes up. As long as Ovechkin is there, you feel like that there's some sort of pathway to uh, to procure procure a Russian player. After that, like there's no question, his skill set deserves to be in the top five conversation. But it's not going to be about that for Mitchkov. It's going to be about all the other stuff. Yeah. So, from a hockey perspective, there's no concerns for me there. Uh, it's it's all the other things that uh, are going to be are going to make him a real wild card on draft day. Sammy, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Hey. Okay, guys, take care. Thanks again. Thanks, there you buddy. go. Sam Cosentino, Sportsnet analyst and columnist, doing a great job on the TV these days, oh. uh, doing the NHL the, the, games. The, the duster he's got. Things looking I good. I love it. Looking clean. I love it. Um, the uh, the iconic Sam Cosentino look. You remember when his... he did baseball? No. You don't remember when he did baseball? I didn't really do much baseball okay. until like Jose Bautista and Edwin Encarnacion were there. Yeah, because I think that was pretty much like Sportsnet had him in. He was doing baseball to start. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. The same way that uh, our boy Elliot started yeah. doing Basketball. what? Raptors? Raptors. And he also did a little bit of CFL in early early on in his time yeah. with the score. Yeah, I when think. he it was uh, yeah, score or when he shifted over to CBC. You know what I mean? Just about the score. Yeah, but either way. Yeah. Lou called games the Pats for a long time. Yeah, Oilers. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. You do. You got to start somewhere. Uh, Sammy joined us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Guest hotline, come on in and enjoy hockey and football game day specials at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Pickup and delivery also available at Atlas Pizza, 403 248 
44. Um, no football tonight. No. Thursday nighter is tomorrow. Raiders and Rams. Raiders now, when you Rams. made this, when they made the schedule, it's obviously, oh yeah, it's gonna be a good matchup. Super Bowl <laughs> champ versus Devonte Adams. Raiders were a playoff team last year. The Rams also get a Monday nighter next week against the Packers. So, Ugh. yeah, yuck, Rams, and, Packers. But again, like you, you, you can't flex out Thursday and Monday. I know, and I, you know, it, it's know. maybe down the road they'll change it, but. And then next Saturday they're doing a bunch of yeah, different the, weird w- stuff. Week fifteen, yeah, week fifteen's got three Saturday games now, including the Bills and Dolphins got yes. flexing. Yeah. Derek kept telling me they're going to get flexed to Sunday night. Well, no, they do have a Sunday nighter next uh, this week. Is their Sunday nighter? Yeah, and then uh, they play Saturday night. Yeah, it's the Bills. But Derek thought that game was going to get flexed to the Sunday night primetime game. Well, it's a Saturday night prime Saturday time. night primetime. So he's right, but also not. So I don't know. Flames are off. I'm not looking for a win here or anything. Flames are off that night, so we'll be able to watch it. Oh, there you go. Flames off on a Saturday night. Yeah, they play Sunday. (laughs) Strange. Um, we're giving away Metallica tickets around the corner. Yeah, we are. We're doing it all week, in fact, because Metallica is uh, coming to our fair province in really a just a. Short amount of time, uh, August 23rd and August 25th in 2024. Each winner this week is receiving a pair of tickets to both of the shows. It's a no repeat weekend set up with different openers and a different set list each night. We'll give you some more details around the corner, but how you can win these is text in right now, 960-960. We're asking for some embarrassing stories from your childhood after a young lady in Ottawa had this happen while she sang the anthem. She powered through and she got it done and mm-hmm. she's going to be better for it. Yeah. But that probably was not. Would she um, selling albums in big time? Yeah. She would look back at that day and be like, yo. I messed up I powered the American through, anthem. Though. So um we're getting some texts in and uh and we're getting we're getting some some really good ones uh, like this one. Well, attending high school, I was 15 or so, running through the corridor because I was late for class. <laughs> I ran into a glass door that I thought was open and knocked myself Ooh. out cold. When I came to, I realized not only had I knocked a tooth out, I had also peed my pants. Oh, no. If that wasn't embarrassing enough, I was surrounded by people, one of which was a girl that I liked. When I was getting up, I ripped the ass end out of my pants. Poor boy. At this point, you're like, oh, just wrap it up. Yeah, not even home. Straight to bed. Just right to bed. You know what? I don't even care if I have two classes left. I'm leaving. We're going to call it on this day, November the 12th. We're going to end it early. And we're just going to try and have a better day tomorrow. That's all we're going to do. That's what I would have done. Brand new. Um, Also, it doesn't end there. Fast forward 20 years. I was giving a presentation at a conference, and I spit out my false tooth that replaced the one I had knocked out at 15, and the whole place erupted with laughter. Uh, That's a great text, and that might be worthy of some Metallica tickets. What's going to happen is the next segment is we're going to collect our favorite, throw them in a bucket, and then we're going to play a little bit of an interview I got. Okay. And while that's going on, we're going to collect everything. We're going to draw a hat out of the bucket, and that person is going to win a ticket. All right. A pair of tickets to two shows. Yeah, and that show, only 625 days away. (laughs) Stop it. Get in.
Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, we're giving Metallica tickets away around the corner. Get your texts in, 960-960, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome back to the show. It's the big show in the morning, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. My name is Matt Rose. George will be back later this week. Patty Dumas sitting across from me today. A little Metallica coming in. What do we got here, Patty Dumas? For whom the bell tolls. For whom the bell tolls. 1984's Ride the Lightning. You know, um... When you can hear for whom the bell tolls, either August 23rd or August 25th, 2020. It'll be one of those days. I guarantee And it. it's that big of a song, it might actually be played twice. But nope, I know they, it won't. No, no, it won't? No. Okay. No repeat weekend. Damn. No repeat. You have to be there for both sets if you want to make sure that you catch one particular song. Here's the deal. Metallica is doing their M72 World Tour. They're doing a no repeat weekend up at Commonwealth Stadium. Friday, August mm-hmm. the 23rd, 2024, and August 25th, 2024, they're playing back-to-back shows. Two nights, two different sets, two different opening acts in the round at the 50-yard line. Pantera and Mammoth are going to open up on Friday night, and Mammoth, of course, is uh, Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang Wolf Van Dang. Halen, yes. who... Um, is the man behind Mammoth, and then Pantera will be there as well. And then on the 25th, it'll be Five Finger Death Punch and Ice Nine Kills doing the opening. But, of course, Metallica is obviously the uh, the one at the very yep. top of the I list had an there. opportunity to see them at Commonwealth back in Did you? 20, what is it, 2017. Nice. Yeah, the last time they rolled through and? Alberta. That was, uh, that was a show. Holy crap. Uh, where does it rake on your Mount Rushmore of shows that you've seen? Uh... It wouldn't be number one because it was like we got tickets day of or, or a couple days before, so it was some guy was just selling. So we were up in the second deck. Yeah, um, they had the stage far against the where the locker rooms are. But this will be a middle stage. But yeah, I'd probably say that's a top three show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. I feel like they're a like the pyro that, uh... show that they do like after it. Like I, I, there's people like you know if you know Commonwealth, there's the houses across the street. And there's people along, like you're sitting on their si- on their stoops and whatnot, and you can see you can see the fireworks and hear the music blatantly. Yeah. So you could get a free show just sitting on your front door. You just couldn't make out uh, what Lars is doing on, yeah. on the drum kit. No, so much. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, we got tickets to give away, and here's how we're going to do it. We've been asking you all morning long because uh, at the Senators game yesterday, they were taking on uh, the Kings. A little bit of an oopsie during the anthem. As she continued on, she crushed the rest of it. But probably yeah. a little embarrassed after that. But also probably sure. going to learn. You know what? I bet she'll have like the lyrics on the back of her hand, or or you know what? You just you'll have something so that doesn't happen. You know, again. it's sometimes like. E- e- you almost know those lyrics more than O Canada sometimes, yeah. just because you the amount of well, sports. Well, it, it, it we, happens all the time <laughs> where you just you you know you have something to say yeah. and oh yeah, it's just around the tip of your tongue and you just can't get it out. All because of it's a like, sudden, what the hell? You, you just lose the ability to speak. You know, been there. Um, <laughs> getting to get getting to get yeah, it happens to me a lot. <laughs> I've got heaps of stuff in here that is just... Quesadilla? Mm-hmm. The classic. Yeah. 
there's a lot of dumb stuff I've done speaking into these levels. Well, remember when we we had to do the mics when we did read the traffic reads mm-hmm. uh, back when we used to do that, and they'd always have the ones that for pneumococcal pneumonia, pneumococcal pneumonia, or some sort of uh, Didn't know I could vaccine say... or something you just can't say, and mm-hmm. it's just like why world tournament, world tournament, dumb stuff like that. But we've been asking uh, our uh, our. Listeners, our texters, fire in 960-960, some of your embarrassing stories. And we got some good ones. Uh, I've I've gone through them. I have collected eight of them. Okay. Um, I'm going to read them for you right now. We're going to throw them in a bucket. I got a Mackenzie Weger interview that we're going to play. Okay. And then we're going to declare a winner. All and right. they're going to go see Metallica in 2024. It's going to be awesome. Here's the deal. Uh, we got a few of these. Let's start with this one. Eh, we, we already told the one about the gentleman who uh, lost his tooth, uh, late for class, glass door, ran into it, knocked a tooth out, peed himself in front of the girl he liked, <laughs> and then he ripped his pants, and then he ended up spitting out the false tooth at a conference later, 15 years later. Rough time. Um, that was the lost tooth one. How about this? A hide-and-seek with a broken nose. I was about six or seven Played in hide-and-seek with my sister. It was her turn to hide, and when we were counting, we had to close our eyes and put our face on a mattress leaning on the wall. I closed my eyes and ran full speed at the mattress, but I missed, and I ran full-blown into the wall. Broke my nose, had a swollen, puffy nose with two black eyes, and I had to go to school like that and explain to people what had happened. That from Wayne in Uh, Woodbine. How about this one? Uh, A radio station in Calgary was giving away tickets to a concert. Not this one. Mm -hmm. Or this concert that will be coming up. But I was driving to work with my wife, literally kicked her out of the car, uh, raised, uh, raced over to the Cactus Club, where the radio station was on location, got there, and they were playing... Uh, you catch it, you keep it. So basically, they were throwing food from the roof. Despite being in a suit, oh. I stepped up and caught what was a whole tray of lasagna, mm. knowing I would end up covered in it. I ended up in the front row tickets to Def Leppard. I was so, so he got the tickets. Mm. So I was stoked. I realized now I was late for work, raced covered in lasagna. There was no time to change. The looks for my co-workers and customers were priceless. That's Lee and Red Deer. That's fair, but you're an adult, so... what? There's some questions there because yeah. I, I want I want kid kids stories, stories yeah. that have yeah. grown you as a human being, as an adult, that have allowed you to <laughs> push forward and, and become a better person. Um, this one's a little unfortunate. Um, I was nine and just had some intestinal surgery, so I had a colostom, uh, a colostom, colostomy bag. I was in class. It was getting pretty full, so I got up to go to the washroom, but it got caught. And emptied out. That was not good. That one coming from Chris. Uh, that's gnarly. Uh, this one, a Christmas surprise. It was Christmas time at my mom's house. I was around 10 years old. My whole family, approximately 20 or so people, were in the living room opening gifts. One of my brothers, the old prankster, decided to yank my sweatpants down, but I preferred Ugh. going commando as a kid. That or was Richard. traumatized, and or I will Richard. never forget oh, that. Oh, no. Uh, sorry, Tyler. That's rough. Uh, I hope you have a lovely Christmas. I I bet you just love looking your family in the eye while you open up all of your gifts. Uh, flags and flag football. I was in grade four or five playing flag football in tearaway mm-hmm. pants. Tearaway pants are getting a little bit of uh, yeah, yeah. runtime. They were here. a '90s thing, so it makes sense. You know, uh, this individual was running the uh, supposed tackler. Went for the flag, ripped the pants right Ooh. off, leaving me standing there in the middle of the field in my briefs. Oof. Last time I wore tearaways, 
and briefs. There you go. Now, that's interesting because there's nothing else after that. So I wonder if he switched to something different or if he just said, Neck, mm, no, you know what? Never mind. Um, my crush and I were responsible for morning announcements out at junior high. The Christmas dance was around the corner, uh, okay. and I finally found the courage to ask her to the dance. I decided I would ask after our morning announcements. I sheepily, sheepishly asked, will you go to the dance with me? And her snapped reaction <laughs> was, ew, oh, gross. No. Ew, gross. Uh, if that wasn't bad enough to crush my soul, but the vice principal had turned the mic on to make an additional announcement, and the entire school heard... Still get ew, gross comments from all of my high school friends. That from Ryan in Cranston. Well, Ryan, I hope you're doing all right now. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, I just it's I, amazing how people like, like been able to make it through, dude. That's so tough. Oh man. In high school, a few of us football guys got pranked in front of the whole school. This one, I don't think this would happen nowadays. No. We were asked to come to the middle of the gym and were blindfolded. Mm. The women's volleyball team, all very good looking, I might add, stood in front of us as we were blindfolded. We were told we'd get a good luck kiss from one of them for good luck for the oh. upcoming season. So we all gave a kiss and we took off our blindfolds. It was our moms. <laughs> so they had kissed our we had kissed our moms. And for the rest of the high school, I got the Danny's mom has got it going on song. Uh. Tough go. That would be a tough go. That's that's rude. Yeah, see, like, because the school has Why to be in on that. Why would you your own team like that in front of the yeah your your fellow supporters? Yeah, Why you're, you you're there to that? like boost up their confidence, yeah. and instead you're like, yo, what if? What if instead like you do that with like freshmen? I guess maybe sometimes like uh, freshmen. Well, that's hazing. Fraud, yeah, hazing and frosting, and that's and all not that. cool. That's, that's not wrong. But like, if no, that's like, not cool. No, it's just like what? Do you, that's mean. Yeah, bad school. Um. This one from Ryan, and uh, we'll we'll end here. I was uh, I was seven years old, standing on the fireplace singing a little rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> Glenn Campbell for my family. So little rhinestone cowboy, seven years old, singing away, and when I hit the course. I peed myself and created a puddle on the mantle. <laughs> what is why? Y'all need to check your bladders. But I did finish the song because no one likes a quitter. Damn right. So I hope that listening to the song doesn't set anything off for you. I hope he doesn't pee himself right now. Uh, so we got some good texts. We got some good stories. One of you is going to win tickets to go see Metallica in August. Uh, we're going to pick a winner. I've collected some texts. We're going to put them in a little bucket, and we're going to pick a winner. But first, an interview. Our boy, Pat Steinberg. Uh, Pat Steinberg Telethon in support of Gophers uh, starts today at 3 o'clock with Flames Talk. Flames Warm will go at 5, Flames and Wild at 6. But yesterday after practice, our Pat Steinberg caught up with defenseman Mackenzie Weger. Hey, I just wanted to ask you, you know, you, you go from playing with Nikita and then back to playing with Chris. And, and yesterday you kind of said, like, maybe something clicked upon coming back with Chris. What, what, what did click kind of your second go-around playing with Chris? Um, 
you know, I guess, well, the biggest difference is left to right and then, you know, getting comfortable with, with the player. But um, I think it was just the right timing to come back with him. I think my, my confidence level playing with Z went uh, a lot higher. I think Z made me a lot better, um, more comfortable, more confidence. But then, you know, coming back to Tanny, I wanted to be better for him. I thought the first, the first time I wasn't, uh, you know, the best player I could be for him. So I just, you know, got back in there and I just wanted to play a lot better for him and, uh, you know, play obviously solid D and then get, start creating some chances offensively. And I think we started to do that. You've played your offside a lot in the past. Was, 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 there, was there any differences doing it this time around and, and adjusting with kind of new team things as well? Yeah, I think there's no difference, really. It was more just, you know, understanding the full systems. Um, and then for me, you know, I think every guy in the NHL can say confidence goes a, lot, a long way and then comfortability and, um, you know, getting to know the guys a lot more, and, um, you know, outside the rink. Like I said, the, you know, our friendship's building and, um, you know, we can talk a lot more now. I think before we were, you know, maybe a little bit more shy to say something, what we'd rather want and, and not want. So um, now we can hold each other accountable and certain times and then also build each other up when we're making great plays and that goes a long way pros and cons to to playing your offside like there's obviously some benefits if you're the the right player but there's some disadvantages too how 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 do you look at that uh yeah i think well i mean i think when goalie handles when i'm in that corner i only see sort of the one side looking towards that way and i can't really see up the wall so i think um you know sort of you know that can kind of put me in the soup a little bit and then uh, just in the offensive zone, just my backhand to my forehand. But I think, you know, it's the NHL, and you have to adapt, and you have to get better at those things. I think I worked uh, hard on those when I was in Florida and now now here. So uh, just getting better at those things. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, I can have a rough night in those those areas, and then some nights I can be really, really good. And, you know, I'd rather have a lot more really good nights in those areas than the bad ones. And do you feel, you said you wanted to be better for Chris and you wanted your game to be better. Do you feel like it's it's getting there and, and kind of your individual game is, is moving towards where you want it to be? Yeah, I think uh, defensively um, is the most important thing, I think, with Daryl's system. You know, defense is you know, a key area, and we want to limit the goals against, and I think we've done that, Tanny and I, and, and then obviously contributing in, in the uh, offensive zone. When, when I'm playing well, I'm skating up and down the ice, and uh, I'm, I'm making good reads, and I'm getting shots, and, um, you know, I think we've done that, you know, for the last, you know, I would say since the road trip, the last three games on that road trip, and now being at home, I think, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to build on it right now. You take a look at, at kind of the, the numbers and how much time you and Chris have spent at, at the offensive end and in the, in, in the right end of the ice as opposed to defending. They've been really high since you've been back together. Do you feel that on the ice? Like have, you, have you been able to kind of pick up on the fact you've spent a lot of time on the attack? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't know what the numbers are, um, but I do feel like, you know, when we're playing well, Tanny and I, we break the puck out really well or, you know, um, you know, limiting their, chan their rush chances and breaking those up and then going right on the attack again. And, you know, there's a lot of games where Tanny and I will look at each other, and, you know, after a good game, you know, we'll just, you know, give each other a fist bump and say, great game. And, um, you know, we say we didn't play a lot of defense, and that's usually yeah. a, good, a good sign. So what's, what, how do you do, like, what, what is the key to not playing defense? Is, is it just that quick playing fast mentality coming out of your own zone? Like, what, what allows you to do that as a pairing? Yeah, I think uh, it's killing plays as fast as you possibly can in the D zone. If they dump a puck in, you know, you got to know what play you're going to go with. If it's a D to D to Tanny, and then he skates it out, or if I, you know, it can beat the first guy and then break it out. Um, it's those little things that can go a long way. So uh, that's usually uh, how, we, how we're such a good deep pairing is breaking it out.
Uh, just a just a last thought. I would imagine just the the comfort level of being with the team and more and more games would help with those quick decisions. Hey. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Husk has done a great job with you know with some video. Um, you know, on the off days or practice days, looking at some video, and then um, you know it all comes down to just you know preparation and focus, and um, you know just a good having a great partner like Tanny. It goes a long way, and uh, he makes me feel um, like a good player out there. And I think you know I try to. Uh, make him feel like a good player out there too. So um, we just got to keep things going and keep building on it. That's Mackenzie Wager joined Pat Steinberg yesterday uh, after practice as they're going to sit to take on the Minnesota Wild tonight. We're going to be teeing this one up all in hour three. Ryan Pike's going to join us in just a little bit. And uh, we're also going to be joined by Joe Smith from The Athletic who covers the Minnesota Wild. But before we do that, let's give away these Metallica tickets. We've been taking your texts, your, uh, your tough stories from your childhood in relation to making you a better person, mm-hmm. we got a lot of texts in. We read a whole bunch of them. I've put a whole bunch here in this in this toque of mine. We're gonna get Patty to draw one out of there and tell me All what right. it says. A little get, drum roll there. Yeah, roll. Yeah. All right, what we got here. We got hide and seek, broken nose. This one coming from Wayne and Woodbine. I was six or seven playing hide and seek with my sister. It was her turn to hide. When we were counting, we had to close our eyes and put our face on a mattress, leaning on the wall while I closed my eyes and ran full speed at the mattress, but I missed, hit the wall, broke my nose. It has swollen, puffy nose, two black eyes. Had to go to school like that for weeks and explain to people what had happened. Sorry for that, Wayne. Way to push through. You've earned yourself some Metallica tickets to go see them up in Edmonton, August 23rd and 25th in 2024. We'll take a break. We've been live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Wet basement. They have a a lasting solution to keep your basement dry. If you experience any water in your basement, contact Basement Systems. They are all things basement-y. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. All flames. We're teeing up the flames and the wild in the next hour. Keep it locked. This is the big show in the morning on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.